Man, uh, some mornings you wake up, you read the financial news, um, you know, kind of, you kind of have to dig for what's going on. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I guess it's, I guess I do know what happened. This, they, there's a bunch of billionaires at Davos, which I think is in Switzerland. I don't know. Someplace I'll never be invited to, but you know, when you get a lot of billionaires talking, you, you get a lot of quotes, you kind of, you kind of try to read between the lines and got a couple of, uh, couple of folks that I watch, uh, one specifically Ray Dalio that we will talk about here in a minute. Uh, but let's go through, uh, kind of the order that I put it together for you today. First billionaire out the box was Paul Tudor Jones. And, um, man, he had some stuff to say. First off, he referred to the current equities market, the stock market, as crazy. Uh, then uh, he went a step further and re said that it reminded him of 1999. And that stung. At least it stung me. Uh, if you know our story, you read our book, Before I Was a Real Estate Investor, Simple Buy and Hold Person, I thought I was Warren Buffett, and I made... Uh, I made a bunch of money in the stock market, and as this uh, this article went on to say, the market crashed in 2000, March, I think, March of 2000, it popped, and everything I had made plus most of my life savings was gone. So when somebody says the stock market's crazy, paints the picture of 1999, references the explosion of market 2000, that's like that pushes on my pain sensors. That was not a good time. That's not good. Uh, he did go on to say that uh, he thinks this train has a long, 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 yes, he said long three times, long way to go. Um, you know, talking about the Fed is on hold. Uh, we are coming, you know, the job market, everything that we've been talking about this channel. Uh, and I actually go back to what Tom Ferry said that 2020 is going to be bananas. Um, I think they're right. I mean, we've, we've been talking on this channel, if you've been watching these daily news for, what would you say, 100 days now, saying that, you know, ne next year, which is now here, 2020, is going to be pretty good. Certainly the first half. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the second half, how how toxic the election might be, um, or I should say will be. Let's, let's not lie to each other. The election is going to be toxic. There's no question about that. Uh, but we will see. Uh, the one thing that Paul uh, Tudor Jones did talk about, he's talked about you have to watch for curveballs. If you don't know sports, a curveball is a uh, a pitch that's a lot harder to hit than a fastball. A fastball is straight, curveball does what it says, it moves. And he specifically pointed out the coronavirus. I don't know if you've been following this. I haven't. My wife has. I, she actually brought it up to me yesterday. But apparently there is a virus that looks to have started in... Wuhan, China, they think a seafood market in the same family as SARS, which I think came out in like 2002 or 2003, big, big academic. Uh, it's already killed six, uh, apparently 300 cases and growing. What makes this particularly stressful time is um, Asia, China, you know, is about to celebrate their lunar calendar. Uh, which is a big deal. Think about it as your New Year's party. And historically speaking, people come from great distance to be with the, the family. And 
you know, it really couldn't have come come up in a worse time because, you know, there have been people that canceled their plans for sure, and there'll be more, but lots of people won't. And then when they come, they will once again get on the plane and exit. So uh, this is going to be something we're on, on, we may have to deal with and could be a significant curveball. I say this as an individual who's about to get on an airplane uh, and go to Taiwan for the exact same reason. <laughs> for the lunar calendar to go see my wife's mom and family and stuff so uh, we've got plenty of masks we've got we went out and bought antibacterial whatever it is lotion we uh we will not be messing around we will be taking lots of pictures with, with masks on i'm sure so uh sometimes life is funny that way so uh, and just to put into context i wrote down about the nasdaq so nasdaq was approaching 5,000 in 99 uh and it fell thousands of points. So again, I have the scars. I can like point to them on my back where this hurt me. Uh, so when uh, when Paul Tudor Jones was talking about the crazy market, having a long way to go, but eventually it's going to pop. I know exactly what March 2000 felt like. So be careful. And again, we're going to have to watch this virus thing. I hope it just dies out and you know it's not a thing by the time we get back. But... I may be talking about it with you when we're in Taiwan. So we, we, we shall see. Uh, another topic, another bunch of billionaires were talking at Davos, and they were indicating that the biggest question, quote unquote, they have, right, the, the Uber 1%, the 1% of the 1%, is where to deploy capital. There's so much capital in the market. Cash is cheap, right? And we'll get to Ray Dalio in a minute. They're, uh, they don't know where to put it. They're taking it out of public markets, which I thought was interesting. To me, public markets meaning government bonds. They're taking it out of government bonds, and they're putting it into the private sector, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, most specifically, student accommodation, I think student housing. Real estate, I think that's kind of a big umbrella. Uh, and airports, I thought airports was interesting. I mean, how much money do you have to have to invest in an airport? That's That's got to be a big number, right? So in the end, they were talking about they're buying infrastructure, right? They're, they're investing in infrastructure, looking for the returns. Uh, I thought it was both interesting that they're exiting the public market and they're, they're looking for private ways to deploy capital. And again, there's just so much cash in the system. Uh, on to Ray Dalio. Again, Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett are two people that if there's a headline, there's a very good chance I'm going to click that article uh, just to see what they have to say. Uh, and Ray Dalio was very up front. And he is saying, uh, telling investors, don't stay on the sidelines. Uh, he saw the cash balances increase. It felt like he was talking to me, frankly. Uh, and uh, he says, if you're staying in cash in, in 2020, basically you're being an idiot. He reminded you once again that cash is trash. Uh, there's just too much money in the system. Uh, you, you, he recommends a global, well-diversified fund I think those are fancy words for diversification. Um, he did go on to say, if you do keep your money in cash, uh, you're going to feel pretty stupid uh, at the end of 2020, uh, which I thought was interesting because when, when we talk about Warren Buffett, what are we saying? Usually we're leading that conversation off by saying he has a record cash balance. Um, again, Warren Buffett, it's not us. Let's not get confused. Uh, but he is uh, he is looking for the Uber acquisitions. He wants to deploy it in in one one or two big chunks. 
so that's really why I think Warren Buffett is keeping it because he wants to keep his powder dry uh, for those life-changing acquisitions. Uh, again, he went on to say, again, holding cash, you're going to feel pretty stupid. He then went on uh, to talk about money. And I thought this was an interesting conversation. Again, you know, from a billionaire, um, you know, all of those things. He said money is simply one of two things. It's either a medium of exchange. Okay, I get it, right? You use it as a currency between parties to buy things or services or whatnot. Or it's a store of wealth. And he went on to say that uh, it's not a great store of wealth in some economies like the one we are in. Uh, but it will always be uh, a median of exchange. Uh, and then as he went on to close out this interview, he did indicate that the only thing that would really change his mind is if we got to negative interest rates. He says, hey, if, the, if this system we are in, this system that is constantly collapsing um, interest rates, that if the U.S. actually went negative, right, had a negative bond yield, that he would... Um, he would have to rethink his position because that would be a paradigm shift and could change uh, lots of what he has learned over the last 30 or 40 years is because that would be a net new thing to deal with. So uh, I guess something else for me to watch going forward for the next couple of decades of my life will be, do we ever go negative on bond rates? And again, they're out there, right? They're in Europe, they're in Asia. Uh, so this is not impossible. Um, I certainly hope it's unlikely. Uh, but negative rates are out there. So in the end, uh, I expect a lot more articles from billionaires in Davos. They like to talk. They like to get on TV. Um, again, the stock market, the one from Paul Tudor Jones really hurt me this morning, talking about the stock market being crazy, having a long way to run, uh, but and then referenced March of 2000, which is where I lost significant capital and pretty much had to start over. So be careful. It can happen, uh, but as uh, Paul Tudor Jones says, uh, you know, there's probably a lot, lot longer to run. I think he said long, long, long. All right, he said it three times. So in the end, that's the Daily Millionaire News. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, have a wonderful day. Uh, I do have an interview here in about 10 minutes that we will record and get published. So have a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye.